This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is February 5th. This is episode 419. My name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined by one co-host this week. That is Mr. Ryan Duffy. How are you, sir? I am doing good. Yay! It's good to see your fuzzy face. It's good to have my fuzzy face being seen, man. <laughs> uh, it's been, we, we looked at the calendar earlier and looked at the last time we recorded, which was on December 14th. It's been almost yeah. two months. This is, this is the longest break we've unintentionally taken. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so Ugh. the last time we recorded was the middle of December, and then following that, I was in Mexico, and then there was the Christmas holiday, and then there was New Year's, and... And then the, you were deathly sick. <laughs> I got so fucking sick, man. I've never been that sick in my life. I still sound like it's been, what, five, maybe six weeks? At least five weeks. At least yeah. five weeks. And I still sound like not fully healthy. Like I still sound like I've got a bit of a head cold, but it was fucking terrible, man. Like I have ne uh, seriously, I've never in my entire life been as sick as I was. Like it was, it was really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm glad that I managed to forestall getting COVID <laughs> until this, until I eventually did get it this time, like, you know, two, almost three years past the initial outbreak because I'm pretty sure I would have been hospitalized just based on how yeah. fucking sick I got with this well, first I, I time was, having it. Yeah, I was in New Mexico for work two weeks ago, and I got sick, mm -hmm. which being sick while traveling is not fun. Mm -hmm. But I was like, fuck, I hope I don't got what Dan has. Because like we had to change locations that we were at during the weekend. So like that Saturday, we had to drive down to uh, Las Cruces and we got there and I wasn't feeling great that morning and we went and got lunch and I was like, fuck man, I'm not feeling good. It was like a two hour drive. And after lunch, I went back to my room and I just fucking passed out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking two in the afternoon. I'm out. And then I woke up in the middle of the night being like, not, not even middle of the night, like probably around like five or six being like, I can't get warm. Oh, being like, I am fucking freezing right now, and my head is throbbing. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got a fucking fever right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I was taking rags from the hotel, soaking them in water and sticking them in the freezer of the mini fridge, and then melting them on my forehead, being like, yeah, I'm fucking hot. Oh, wow. So that lasted for like until Monday morning before I started feeling better again. I was like, shit. I got home, took a COVID test, and I was clean. Yeah, but so yeah, were was, you able was, to to do your training and shit while you were so sick? So the second half of it really didn't revolve around anything I had to really be there for. Mm -hmm. uh, so I got all the information I needed during the first week. And then next week, my my schedule is crazy right now because next week I'm gone again. I get to go to the Johnson Space Center next week. Ooh wee! So tell I, us all about why you're doing these exciting things. Can, first, can you tell us about them? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think part of it's public knowledge already. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the uh, new Boeing capsule is complete public knowledge, but Dugway is looking to get to be the one of the primary spots for Boeing and NASA to land their crew capsule that will be going to and from the International Space Station. Ooh. So, being part of that, I have been going and doing training with Boeing, and then this next week with NASA on how to recover the crew from the capsule. 
Wow. So they'll be like, is it going to be like every time it returns, it's going to be returning to Dugway? Possibly. Twice a year. Wow. That's so, really fucking yeah. cool, man. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. That's and, awesome. And, and, and people know I like space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would never know based on the tattoos you have on your body. And I stuff. know. <laughs> and I, I got to kind of meet the astronauts that will be on the first uh, manned mission with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get too close to them because I still wasn't feeling like 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I got to pseudo meet them. And uh, I think we get to meet some of the other astronauts next week down there at the NASA Space Center in Houston, Texas. That is really cool, man. That's awesome. So I'm excited for it. I'm very Which also means... Uh, I'm trying to head up our department's response for this now too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Our procedures and what we need to do. Oh, well, that's fancy. Is that, is, is that part of the reason why you also won some awards recently? No, that wasn't even on it. Like, I think I got nominated for that before any of this shit happened. So this yeah. is above and above and beyond even the accolades that you were getting for the awards yeah. that you got recently. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I won Firefighter of the Year. <gasps> Ooh, hey! <laughs> and I didn't even know it was coming. We're just sitting there, and they're like, hey, Duffy, you got... So you have to win one of the quarters. And I won the third and fourth quarter, or Firefighter of the Quarter, apparently. Because uh, we you hadn't had a meeting in a while. Fourth quarter? Yeah, so I didn't know that. So I got that award. <laughs> then, <laughs> and they're like, oh, and also we can do our firefighter of the year for 2023. <laughs> and then my name popped up on the screen again. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So what, is it, what does that mean? Or what, like, do you get a bonus? Or is it just like a... Well, yeah, I, get a, I get, got a cash award for it. My name goes up. My photo and everything goes up in the headquarters building on the wall for... Who knows how many fucking years? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. You're just kicking butt and taking names, man. Yeah. And I think most of the stuff I got nominated for it was shit that just got like thrown in my lap being like, hey, we need someone to do this. Duffy, you're it. You are now taking over this program. You are now taking over all of our hand receipts for all of our very expensive items. Hey, we need to do this training and coordinating all that shit. So, yeah. That's super cool. I'm really jazzed for you, man. That's exciting stuff. Thank you. It's it's nice to be recognized for doing a good job. Yeah. I like I mean, it. To me, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> but you're going above <laughs> and beyond, man. That's a lot of people don't. And so that's that's really cool. I'm I'm really happy for you and, and well, proud. thank you. That's that's super awesome stuff. <laughs> doing spacey astronauty stuff and astronauty. See, that should See be now I'm like the astronaut movie. stuff, I'm like if I don't get an award for fucking taking that on, like literally being gone this whole month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ast- I don't know if you heard me. Astronauty. That should be a, that should be yeah. a porn movie or a candy bar. <laughs> oh, I suppose. Sure. Well, I'm thinking Astro like nuts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a candy bar that's out of this world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is new? Uh, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly, I got my garage pretty much all done up the way I want it now. Kind of getting back into some puzzle building while it's warm out. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time we spoke, you were going through and like rearranging your garage. Oh yeah. I completely like gutted it. Now I kind of want to get a dumpster just to throw shit away. Yeah. Got a whole, what, like just scraps of wood and shit or. That like we got some like garden stuff that needs to get thrown out, and it's one of those things where I'm like, every few years I kind of would just like to get a dumpster and throw shit away that I haven't touched or seen in a couple years. And like, if I don't need it mm-hmm. that bad, let's just get rid of it, dude. We still have boxes tucked away in different rooms throughout the house that have not been opened since we fucking moved. And yeah, I keep telling Tracy like. You know, we 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 have a limited amount of time, and then I'm just gonna like I'm not even gonna open the box to see what's in it. Like if if we haven't opened it in ten fucking years, <laughs> we don't haven't haven't need missed nor anything. Care about it? Yeah, like let's just get rid of that shit because yeah, I, that's too much. I did that last year. I had like 
five boxes that had never been opened since we moved into this house. I'm like, it's going in the garbage. I'm not, not even opening it. Yeah. It's going in the back of the truck and I'm driving to the dump. Mm-hmm. Gone. Yeah. I need to do that because we have like, it, it's just our house has turned into like storage central, like just storing a bunch <laughs> well, of shit that, oh, Dan and Tracy have room because it's only the two of them in that big house and they don't use, like they have rooms they don't go in for weeks or months at a time even. So let's just store our stuff over there. Let's fill it with stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. We need, we need a big de-junking for sure. Maybe this summer we'll oh, have yeah. like a big garage sale or something. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so the main story, uh, in catching people up is just, yeah, I was super, super sick for a very long time. Uh, we went to Mexico, went to Puerto Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta and had a fantastic time. Um, one of the coolest trips I've been on. Um, I think the, my favorite part of the trip, uh, aside from being away for the holidays, which was nice, but also when Christmas rolled around, like it didn't really feel like Christmas. It was just another day. Um, mm. but it was, it was one of my favorite things there was we went to dinner at, uh, this tapas restaurant for people who don't know, uh, Puerto Vallarta, uh, is, a fairly mountainous region. Like there's beaches um, all around the bay, but then as the bay recedes into the hillside and the mountains, like it's very mountainous and very hilly. And so most of the hotels and houses and everything are built on steep hills leading down yeah. to the beach. So the everyone house, gets a good view. Oh yeah. You get amazing views. And so the restaurant that we went to, you could see the whole bay and the weather was just perfect that we arrived there maybe an hour before sunset and um, the clouds started building up over the bay as the sun was setting. And then it looked like as the sun was setting, it backlit the clouds for a little while and just looked like the whole sky was on fire. <laughs> just some of the coolest weather phenomena I've ever seen and the, yeah. the most beautiful sunset like Tracy and I both teared up just sitting there watching it. It was, it was amazing. It was so cool. Um, nice. And the house we stayed at was phenomenal. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and the problem with the house was that, as I just mentioned, the, the hills and, and houses being built into the hillside, the, the only time we were able to get a car all the way up to the house when was when we first arrived. And that was the taxi that, you know, picked us all up at the airport and drove us from the airport to the house. It was able to get us almost all the way up to the front door before the tires on the, on the taxi just van just started spinning because it was too, it's too steep. Like he could not get any higher up the hill. So he threw it in park with the emergency brake. And then we, <laughs> we all got out and I mean, this it's the and steepest climbed road. Climbed a mountain. Yeah, it's it's like the steepest road. It's so steep that they cut steps in the side of the road up to the house. It's not even like a flat anything. It's it's too <laughs> steep to have like a flat walking way. You had to have steps yeah. because otherwise everything would just slide or roll down the hill. Like you had to have some, you know, little landing spots so that you didn't continue going down the hill. Um so, you know, Whenever we had to go do anything, we're walking up and down the hill, like a quarter mile each way. And <laughs> then leaving, it was, you know, dragging all of our suitcases and everything. But I mean, yeah, just phenomenal views, awesome food, great company, fabulous trip. Um, and then I think Tracy and I both got COVID from the taxi driver on uh, our way home, like leaving the house to go to the airport because our other two traveling companions did not get sick at all. That's the only time that we were separated was on the cab ride from the house back to the airport. And it was me and Tracy in a cab and our cab driver had this really uh, wet, nasty cough. Bad cough. <laughs> and, we, and we were both sitting in the back, like uh, kind of glancing at each other each time he'd cough. And we're like, it should be okay. Like the windows are down, <laughs> the air's flowing. But then we hit traffic and we're just stuck in traffic while this guy's coughing up a storm and got home, 
we were both okay for a couple days after we got home and then Tracy started feeling bad and then, you know, she got sick and like she, every time she got the sniffles for anything was, was taking COVID tests. I think I maybe had taken one or two since the outbreak because I didn't really get sick very often. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, like I hadn't gotten sick at all for the longest time. She had gotten sick a couple different times and usually if she gets sick, I'm usually okay. Um, she doesn't usually end up passing anything to me. If she does end up passing something to me, it's that she'll get sick and I'm fine for two or three days. And then when I do get sick, it hits me really hard because it was just building up or something. I don't know, but, um, I usually end up getting more sick than she was, but usually I'm just fine. I did end up eventually getting whatever she had. Well, I ended up with COVID. <laughs> she, yeah. She, you know, when, when she first tested positive, I said, oh shit, well, that sucks. Um, if you don't mind, because I still feel fine, it would be terrific if you would wear a mask around the house. <laughs> like, so for, it's... for three days, we were both wearing masks around the house. We didn't eat in the same room. We didn't sleep in the same room. Like, uh, you know, we'd, we'd order something for dinner and she would take it and go into her office and I would eat in the kitchen or the, or my office or wherever, like the rest of the time we had masks on around each other, um, at night as part of our daily routine, when we'd go down to watch TV for an hour, uh, I would have, we're both sitting there with masks on and I had a, I had a fan <laughs> blowing across me toward her. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I went all out to try to make uh, sure I did not get whatever. Get and, and I was fine for those two or three days. And then when we got home from our vacation, uh, one of the first things we noticed after dropping all of our suitcases uh, was that under the kitchen sink, the, there, like the floor in front of the kitchen sink in the kitchen was all wet. It's like, oh, fuck. We've had a faucet that has been leaking for a little while and we've just been mitigating it rather than trying to get it fixed because it's the second faucet that I've had, like the exact same faucet with the exact same leak. And I mean, it had happened within two years of installing the new sink or the new faucet. And I fucking hate plumbing. I don't know if this is something that I've shared with everybody. Like I'm pretty handy with stuff and I can do most everything. And I can do plumbing, but I just fucking hate it. I hate it's safer than electric. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't ever accidentally drowned myself, but I have almost accidentally <laughs> electrocuted myself a couple different times. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. A blessing. A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. I just hate plumbing, though, because it's always in cramped spaces. It's wet. I'm I'm old. It's hard to get down on my hands and knees for different shit. Like, it's just, I hate it. I fucking hate plumbing. Um, so I had put off putting a new faucet in forever. And before we left... Tracy turned the water, the supply valves off underneath the sink or as much as she could. She's like, I got them like most of the way, but there's still a little bit of water coming out of the tap. Like I can't get them shut off all the way. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. It wasn't fine. Came home. <laughs> it's totally flooded under the sink. The The decking under the sink uh, is all warped now. Um, so we had to deal with that. Like. You know, we get home, drop off our bags, see the water. And before we even unpack, we're pulling stuff out from under the kitchen sink <laughs> to help dry it out and brought in a couple fans. Then I went on the hunt to find somebody to come out and do plumbing work because I didn't want to do the faucet myself. Mm. Try to figure out what faucet to even get to replace it with. Got some bids. Long story short, I ended up putting in a new faucet all by myself because I had bought a faucet and just to even install it, they wanted 750 bucks Jeez! on top of what I'd paid for the new thing because it and also faucets aren't cheap either. No. Yeah. The faucet was not cheap and it's because everything was so old, they needed to replace or they were planning to replace the shutoff valves underneath 
because we couldn't get them shut off all the way. So I went through this whole fucking thing where I initially thought, okay, well, I, I still have the new cartridge from the prior faucet that I had that, that broke. I'll just try replacing the cartridge for people who don't know. A cartridge is just the thing that goes under the handle that helps control the water flow. It's what actually shuts the water on and off. Mm -hmm. And this particular particular (laughs) Kohler faucet that we had installed has this weird ass cartridge with a shitty, uh, gasket at the end of it that you get one tiny little split in it and it just leaks all the time, which is what had happened twice. It's, it's built in obsolescence, obsolescence, sort of like you would, you would hope that a company's warranty, like their, their products would at least live through the warranty period. And that didn't for the first fall. It didn't for either one. Like I got it replaced the first time under warranty after they sent me the, like I called them. They said, sorry, that's a problem. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get this taken care of for you. I'm like, cool. Great. I, you know, I get notifications that they are sending me a shipment two days later. What arrives isn't a new faucet. It's just the cartridge. And it's like, (laughs) motherfuckers, like I don't have the tools to get into this goddamn thing to replace just the cartridge. So I called them back. They agreed to just send me a new faucet. So I install the new faucet. It's fine for a year and a half before it starts leaking again. And I'm like, and I still don't have the tools to replace the cartridge. So it's like, fuck it. We'll mitigate it. It doesn't leak all the time. It's not leaking a whole lot. So we put a little plastic bowl under the sink to catch when it was <laughs> leaking. Tracy got this yeah. like rubberized mat to place in there that would catch any extra water if the bowl happened to fill up overnight or whatever. Like just all of these little things to try to just mitigate it, put a bandaid over it. But because I didn't mm-hmm. want to have to fucking replace another faucet myself <laughs> because I fucking hate plumbing. Anyway. So I, you know, do all the research to find out what is a good faucet to get. Ended up saying I'm never going to buy a Kohler anything ever again because fuck that. Got a new nice Delta faucet that they've re-engineered things. And there's they don't they don't even have gaskets and washers and shit anymore. It's all ceramic inner workings, so it shouldn't leak anytime in the near future. <laughs> uh, it's it's all very nice. It's a great faucet. I installed it myself and. I love it. It's very cool. But just all kinds of shit, right? So Tracy gets sick. I'm fine for a couple days trying to deal with all this shit for the faucet. Get somebody come out here to give me a bid. That doesn't work out. So I do it myself. Um, Install the faucet and have them take a look at some other plumbing work I needed done. And it's in the bathroom upstairs with that's really narrow with smaller sinks and smaller cabinets, like mm-hmm. there's no way I'm getting in there. So I'm, I am going to pay somebody to do that. I ended up hiring a different company to do it. Anyway, just all of that. And when I was going through and installing the kitchen sink, I noticed that, you know, I wasn't feeling terrific. And I just thought, well, maybe I'm just a little run down, you know, a lot of stress lately trying to handle all this shit. Travel. Travel, um, you know, not looking forward to having to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I replaced the faucet that Saturday, and st- you know I was feeling not terrific Saturday day. Woke up Sunday morning and definitely was not feeling very well. So I took a test, took a test, and it came back positive for COVID. And I was like, "Well, God damn it!" <laughs> so was still planning to go to work. Monday rolls around. Monday was the holiday, so I didn't have to go. Mm-hmm. Woke up Tuesday and like, I don't know how to explain it other than like, it literally felt like I had been hit by a truck. Like Mm. my head was pounding. Um, every, every part of my body hurt, every joint in my body hurt. My back was killing me. Like my lower back felt like I had done something fucking terrible to myself. It, it, It was so sore. All of my muscles ached. My joints all hurt like hell. My nose was really stuffy. My head was pounding. And I was like, there's no way I can work. So I contact work, tell them, hey, I tested positive for COVID. um, And I feel like shit today. Not going to be in. Um, I'm going to contact the doctor, see what they suggest. (laughs) You know, spent most of Tuesday just at home, set up uh, an appointment 
a virtual appointment, got a prescription for Paxlovid, uh, had a family member who was nice enough to go and pick that up from the pharmacy and drop it off, took that. Uh, round of Paxlovid is a five-day course of meds that you take twice a day. And at the end of that period, I was feeling okay. I, I got to where I was feeling like, oh, 80, 85% better. I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is cool. Like the Paxlovid really worked. Everything's great. That lasted for like two days. And then over that following, over the next weekend, I started feeling shitty again. Woke up Saturday was okay. Sunday was feeling a little worse. Monday woke up and I was feeling like, I don't know, maybe 60% again. And I thought, well, shit, maybe, maybe I just overdid it over the weekend with stuff. Um, but I noticed my breathing was kind of labored. <clears throat> and that's not good. And then I was like coughing. And of course, throughout all of this, it's all of the, all of the symptoms. Like I had, you know, really bad sinus congestion, body aches. I think the worst thing was probably just being exhausted. Like, it was all I could do to get out of bed yeah. and then like it was all I could do to move around the house, like to, to feed myself and go to the bathroom and wake up and go to sleep. That was like, that was it. Like I oh. walking from the bedroom down into the kitchen, I'd get into the kitchen and just like, <sighs> <sighs> like I was fucking exhausted all of the fucking time. Uh, and then I would See, just, that's, that's one of the worst things about being sick is that, you aren't hungry. Your appetite's gone, but you know you have to eat something because uh -huh. your body needs energy, uh -huh. but you lack the energy or will to even want to eat anything. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's like, like and, forcing stuff down your throat. Well, and throughout all of this, like I ended up with basically every COVID symptom that I had heard of, <laughs> of people <laughs> complaining about. So, and then I find out that there's a thing called, uh, like Paxlovid rebound COVID where okay. you finish your, your round of Paxlovid and you get feeling okay. And then it rebounds and hits you worse than your initial, uh, or it can hit you worse than the initial sickness. And in my case, it definitely did. Um, you know, so that Monday I wasn't feeling well scheduled another virtual appointment, um, because I was sitting in my office doing my work and I sneezed really hard and I felt and heard this pop. Oh. Just under my lower left rib cage uh, in the in the front. And then it like, then I just had this enormous amount of pain and I was like, fuck, I think I, I just ruptured something <laughs> like, <laughs> like something inside my body just exploded. And there's an enormous amount of pain anytime I moved or breathed or coughed or sneezed or anything. Tracy's still asleep. Don't want to bother her. So I just, you know keep trying to do work. And at that point I was mainly just trying to catch up on email and shit. Cause I'd been out for a week. Well, longer than that, because I'd been on vacation like three weeks at this point. Uh, Tracy finally wakes up. I tell her what's wrong. And she's like, well, you need to call the doctor and schedule an appointment. Like, you know, schedule another virtual appointment. Let's see what they say. Schedule a virtual appointment. Doctor tells me, um, you know, it's, it's a video virtual appointment. And I'm going through my symptoms and telling her what happened and said, you know, there's this pain on my left side. And she's like, well, um, it's obvious that you're sick uh, and I can't really diagnose you really well over the phone. She said, yeah. what, I, what I want you to do, though, is because I'm, I'm concerned that you may have pneumonia. So I want you to go mm. in and actually see somebody. We'll get some chest x-rays, blah, blah, blah. So then I had to go to the clinic and we sat in the clinic for, I think like an hour and a half before we were finally seen and just miserable the whole fucking time yeah. I was there. Like, and Tracy had to drive me. There's no fucking way I could have driven myself because I was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. um, they do the chest x-rays, they come back clean. And uh, then in visiting with the doctor after all the chest x-rays and everything, um, telling her what had happened. And she said, Oh yeah, that's, Costo, uh, costochondritis. Ca like yeah, you had like yeah, costo costochondritis. It's uh, I have to probably look it up here, um, but it's cracking in your lungs. It's basically like uh, I guess you could liken it to like I've sprained a rib 
kind of thing. Oh. It's basically, so let's see, costochondritis, also known as chest wall pain or costosternal syndrome, is a benign inflammation of the upper blah, blah, blah. Uh, but basically it's that whatever attaches the muscles and everything to your ribs, I had been sneezing and coughing and blowing my so nose so much yeah. and, and so hard that it's separated. Oh. And so like when I would cough or sneeze, you'd see this little lump like pop up and oh. I would have to, I'd have to push on it or hold it in. Oh. <laughs> like it just, it hurts so fucking bad. It still hurts a little bit, but it's mostly gone now. And then just, like I said, just being fucking exhausted. Um, so we leave the doctor, I come home, contact work and say, Hey, I'm told that I have rebound COVID and I feel awful, but I cannot, they're like, there's no way I can work. I'm not going to get anything accomplished. And they were just like, oh, that's fine. Take the time off, take whatever time you need. And so I ended up taking the rest of the week off work. Like I worked for a day and a half. I worked, you know, Monday and part of the day Tuesday and then was out for the rest of the time. Finally got feeling well enough to go back to work and I was greeted to ship more than 1500 email messages. <laughs> like the work doesn't go away. It just keeps building up. Yeah. So, you know, trying to get all that caught up. And then because I hadn't been able to do anything around the house for a month and a half, all of that shit, like literal shit is piling up. I haven't cleaned up after the dogs since before we left <laughs> because of the weather and then being sick. And yeah, it's just dealing with the faucets and the plumbing and it's just, it's too much, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep up with all of it. <clears throat> um, but I am feeling like 90, 95% better back to normal. Uh, I still am. I think, uh, I think I still sound a bit congested and feel a bit congested. You sound a little nasally, but not bad. Yeah. Um, and that was weird too. Like talking to Tracy, shit, it's probably been almost a week ago now that, we came, we'd watch TV, came upstairs to give the dogs their treats before we go to bed. And I turned to her and I was like, holy shit, my voice is back. Like, like my actual speaking <laughs> voice is back because for the longest time, all I could eke out was like a, a harsh or, or raspy whisper whenever I talked. It was terrible. I've, I've never been that sick for that fucking long, man. And it's just, I'm really like, thanks science for all of the all of the meds I was able to take. I was taking Dayquil four times a day. I was taking oh, yeah. NyQuil before bed. I was using Afrin and uh, Flonase. Uh, I was using Mucinex D. Like every over-the-counter medication I could think of to take was in my system like 24-7. Just <laughs> You were just a pharmacy. So, oh, yeah, just so that I could fucking maintain, like so that I could get up, get out of bed, feed myself, go to the bathroom in between bouts of sitting on the couch and and playing video games because that's about all I could do. <laughs> but the the upshot is that I hadn't played anything on my Xbox for years. Um, it took almost two full days to get that all updated. <laughs> like I, I, I went to sign in and it's like, you need to update your console. Like that took, it literally took like a day and a half to just and download. You've got good internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To just download all of the updates, get everything set back up, and then I played all of Far Cry Six, um, completed that like all of the main missions, a whole bunch of side missions, and sit. And I started playing Far Cry Five, but yeah, I just <laughs> I I and I got a new Xbox controller because I was like. This is my life now, so I'll be, I'll be doing this for a minute. I, I ordered a nice customized Xbox controller, the Elite Series 2 with the extra buttons, paddles on the back, and yeah, it's really cool, but holy shit, man. Yeah, I'm, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired for <laughs> sure. I, there, were, there were a few well, days when like we'd go to bed, and it was like, all right, well, good night. I love you. Love you too, and... And I remember having the distinct thought, well, you know, maybe I just won't wake up in the morning and that'll be okay <laughs> because I'm just eking out of the bare minimum of existence these days. And so if I just happen to die in my sleep, that, that'd probably be all right. The best. That'd, no. that's, that's, I've had a good run. <laughs> like I won't be too upset about it. Hopefully nobody else is either, but 
Fuck yeah, man. It was awful. I'm so glad to not be so sick anymore. Cause well, yeah. Since you're not sick anymore, can I make you angry? Yeah, I like. Well, I, don't, I guess I kind of like being angry sometimes. Oh, don't worry. Because after this break, you're going to get angry. Okay. I'll take your word for it. We'll be back in just a minute. (laughs) Hey, all you dirty cis people out there who think you run the world. This is the trans podcaster, Marissa Alexa McCool, coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks, because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them, and then you come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize. I wish you'd come to church with us, sweetheart. Church? I'd rather play golf on the holiest day of the week. Oh, finally, a character I can relate to. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm I'm going to toss things over to Ryan because he said he's got something that's sure to piss me off. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, uh, what, what year is it? It's the oh, year of our Lord, 2024. Also known as an election year. Oh, right. So. So there's you know, all kinds of political gov- hijinks and shittiness. Yeah. No, our, our, our dear governor, I thought he wasn't a, you know, a complete piece of shit. I thought he was better than Herbie. You know, not as bad as that old fuck. The aptly surnamed Mr. Cox. Yeah, Mr. Cox. Is being a dick bag. Yeah. So Utah has made a new law that doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't call out the transgender community, but it fucking calls out the transgender community, banning them from bathrooms, forcing them into the restroom for the gender that they were assigned at birth. Correct. Yes. It, well, the bill defines what gender is. Oh, it's, but so the non-scientists are going to science us all. Is that it? Yeah, but it's also weird because so it's, it's House Bill 257, which prohibits individuals from using gender designated facilities that differ from their sex assigned at birth. So in they're using sex assigned at birth is basically saying, do you, do you got an any or an outie bit? Oh, and this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I also heard about provisions in the bill that say this is only in effect if you have not had uh, yes. reassignment surgery. And then you have to prove it. Why in the fuck are they even doing this? Like, I understand that they've created this bullshit fucking talking point to rile up their ignorant fucking stupid ass cousin hump on fucking base, right? But in the meantime, they're just damaging and harming people that are already so marginalized in the community. And they're just like, oh, well, they're down. Let's fucking kick them some more. Well, honestly, like we've talked about it in the past about how you get these uh, ultra conservative groups that write blanket laws and give it out to different states for them to try to pass. And I'm assuming this is one of those blanket laws that they're trying to get passed because guess what? They lost the gay marriage fight. Like and now like, they got to fight something else. Yeah. Like bills from like the heritage foundation and shit like that. Yeah. Where yeah. They just, they write up, they, they provide boilerplate templates yeah. for people to pass bullshit, uh, Christian dominionist type laws. Oh Yeah. And uh, so this law does include criminal pen- penalties for transgender people who use changing rooms that don't align with their sex assigned at birth, as well as for any trans person who intentionally or knowingly remains unlawfully in a restroom or locker room where the general public has an expectation of privacy. Guess what? Yeah. When you're in the bathroom, everyone has the expectation of privacy. No Fucking shit. And I'm not looking at someone's bits. 
And I don't care if you're straight, gay, or whatever. If you're creeping on me in the bathroom, you're a creeper. <laughs> well, and it's like they think that this law is going to magically, you know, it's, okay. It, <laughs> it really fucking makes me angry because these are the same fucking people who, when you say we need stricter gun laws, say, well, laws don't do anything. Laws aren't going to yeah. change that. People, people, you know, criminals will still get those those yeah. guns and do whatever they want with it. Well, I guess these trans people could still go into whatever bathroom they want. Like the law isn't going to change the fact. The only thing that it's going to do in this instance is make those marginalized people even further marginalized. It's going to put them in more danger from ignorant fucking dipshits who read these types of laws and go, oh, well, now I need to police the fucking bathroom myself. I'm going to keep yep. my eyes on every fucking person that wanders in there. And if there's any question at all, I'm going to stop them and make them feel the wrath of me checking on their fucking genitalia. And that's where I get into the whole vigilante justice part of this because we've already seen it happen where let's say a woman goes into the restroom and she's got short hair she's not dressing like a typical female dresses she dresses how the fuck she wants to dress so people automatically assume that's a transgender that just went into the bathroom oh my we need to save the children we saw that movie uh sounds of freedom they're going to traffic those kids into gay sex. No, not everyone fits your typical notion of what a female needs to look like. And here's the other thing that, that, that pisses me off with a lot of these. Every single transgender bill I see come out is to protect women. Yeah, they're all they're There's all riding in just, on their fucking white horses in their in their armor of God. I'll protect you, fair maiden. Well, even even when it comes to sports, we don't want men participating in women's sports. It's like, well, okay, name me. Uh, go online and look up the most successful trans athletes. Mm -hmm. You know who they are? They're men. They are women who transitioned to men have been the most successful trans athletes in sports like wrestling. Yeah. Female not, to male transition not, and yeah. they're kicking all of the all of the quote unquote regular dudes' asses. Yeah. If we don't you don't go, we we need to protect the men in sports. No, it's because someone won a swimming competition but lost all the rest. Someone who was uh 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 was Katie Ledecky is she has and people mistake her for trans all the time, but she's not. And she ha holds all the records for women swimming right now. She's a fucking badass. And they're like, oh, this person broke the records. Like, no, Katie Ledecky still owns the, the women's swimming records. She's like 15 seconds faster than the trans swimmer. So the trans swimmer is nowhere near these records. In like 10 to 15 seconds in a sport, that's a lot of time. Yeah, it's people but, who it's people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but for one reason or another get oogged out by the idea that yeah. somebody may not have whatever genitalia they're expecting them to have. And so, well, I got to make laws now to protect everybody else cuz I feel weird about it. And this is not yeah. fair to me cuz I feel weird about it. And this is also uh, the first bill they passed. So this was the most important thing for Utah to pass. Yeah, like like there's nothing else going on that needs their attention. No, not the fact that the Great Salt Lake is still drying up. And even though we had one good year of snow, doesn't mean it's fixed. Uh, and also, it's... Uh, well, I, I want to read this before I go on to the next little point of this. Yeah. Uh, from Governor Cox. We want public facilities that are safe and accommodating for everyone. And this bill increases privacy and protection for all. Like, no, it, it, you just marginalized a group of people. You basically, this bill does not increase privacy or protection for all. You basically told a small segment of our population, get fucked. You know what would have been a better op? Like, rather than saying you cannot go in this bathroom, another, a, a more sound and equitable bit of legislation would have been to say that. All of everywhere that you go in Utah has to have a gender neutral bathroom, right? Then problem fucking solved, right? Then you don't have to 
tell people that you can't go in whatever bathroom. Like there will always be a gender neutral bathroom. True. Well, and this bill only affects uh, public schools and government buildings. And I think the reason why it only affects those is because of what you just said. Imagine how much it would cost if every business in this state had to make a third bathroom. Or had to hire employees to stand outside every fucking bathroom and check people's genitals as they enter and yeah. exit. Jesus Christ. Like, is there going to be a fucking a pocket checker? I'm just going to stick my hand in. Ooh, you got a willy, you go there. You got a little clamshell, you go over there. Hey, have a good day, sir. God damn. I, I Glad read... you used the correct bathroom. We are here for your privacy and protection. We will just grab you slightly and make sure you are using the correct bathroom. Want to ensure your privacy who... by checking your privates. Now, since this bill says uh, it's based on your genitalia, what about someone who's intersexed? Mm-hmm. Which happens to like, I can't remember the number. It's more than, I remember I looking it up one time and I'm probably going to be completely wrong right now saying it's like one in 10,000 people are born intersexed. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I looked it up, I was like, holy shit, that's way more than I thought. Yeah. Like the number of people in our population and the number of people who are born intersexed and don't even realize it because you could be born and have female genitalia, but have internal testicles. You don't have ovaries. You got male components on the inside mm -hmm. or being born with a penis, but you never develop testicles. You, cause you're shit got fucking fucked up in the womb. Mm -hmm. So I just There's looked up on Google cases. percentage of the population who are intersex. It says it's 1.7%. That's more than the amount of people in our population who are transgender. Yeah. I thought a transgender population is about 1%. Let's see, percentage of population or, who are intersex is 1.7%, and the percentage of the population who are transgender is 1.03. So yeah, there's a yeah. larger population of intersex people than transgender people. Yeah, and how does this bill affect them? Well, and I'm sure there's some crossover between the two groups, but... Jesus, like, but, like they have nothing they're trying better to, it, to do with their fucking time is what fucking yeah. kills me than to make this, than to make life harder for some people, right? Like, I, I keep going back to this interview I saw of Pete Buttigieg a while back where he, where I, it was on some other unrelated topic, but his thrust, the, the main thrust of his idea was, you know, I understand there are people who get up and they want to do this or that or whatever. And he said, you know, my goal when I wake up each morning is I say to myself, what can I do today to help people? That's my, yeah. that's my overriding view on how I want to conduct myself throughout the day is what can I do to help somebody today? And there are certain segments of our society, right-wingers, conservatives, fucking libertarians, Republicans, all of you conservative fuckfuls. <sighs> Fuck holes, fuck, fuck asses, shit asses, assholes <laughs> who, who wake up every day thinking, how can I make life harder for people? Assholes. Yeah. It, this is, God, it just, it, it's just how fucking small of a person do you have to be and how cowardly and weak and shitty do you have to be to view, to say, oh, there's 1% of the population that I think, aside from already being so marginalized, so denigrated, so hated, so outcast in society, I want to make sure that we do more to harm them. What can I do to harm those people more today? It's not like Utah no. already has an outsized number of young people who harm themselves because of the religious background here and, and the prevailing winds of religiosity here in Utah and how shitty the LDS church and its members are to other members of marginalized communities that leads to Utah's outsized number of youth here in the state who harm themselves. What else can we do to make sure that they do that more often? Yeah. But it's also, uh, it's February. Yeah. Which is uh, Black History Month. Um, <laughs> along with this bill, uh, 
they decided to get rid of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because in those are bad for some fucking reason? Yeah. While, while he also got on like one of his platforms and was like, hey, it's Black History Month. Let's celebrate. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, governor, well, hey, time governor <laughs> you just passed a law saying we can't do that. You seem a little schizophrenic here, Gov. What's yeah. up? You you are now trying to be inclusive of the black community while you just passed a law getting rid of inclusivity. So, yeah. Yeah, Utah, along with a bunch of other fucking conservative states run by conservative assholes, have decided that diversity, equity, and inclusion are three bad things. Because, yep, because somehow it's racist against white people. Yeah. Somehow advocating for diversity and equity and inclusion of all groups leads white people to feel bad about themselves somehow. Like no. how, I don't understand the rationale behind that. Like what is the driving force behind saying, Oh no, you know, celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is racist at its core. Their talking just, points around this. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to shut up now. You go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that, that that you continue because I was just going to say that's complete bullshit. That it's like bad. Yeah. Well, and their 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 driving view behind all of this is that somehow bringing up the idea that throughout the history of the fucking world, brown and black people, people of every other minority group have been treated like shit, somehow that's bad. We shouldn't focus on that because that in their tiny, weak-ass, little fucking cowardly minds means that, oh, well, you're just further, you're, you're further enhancing and highlighting the fact that there are these differences and we should just try to move past them. We should be, we should be colorblind. We shouldn't, and that's, God Damn it, it's so fucking backward and stupid because you're not celebrating the differences that make all the difference in what make people who they are and make yeah. for a thriving and fulfilling existence for everybody. You're saying, oh no, I don't want you to, to you know, partake in your particular culture. I don't want to learn anything about it. We should all be this homogenous gray sludge that moves throughout the yeah. world. <sighs> yeah, it's, 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 it's getting rid of it almost allows a business to be racist. Uh-huh. Because yeah. Utah's a right to work state. Mhm. Mm so someone could be like, "Well, I don't have to uh I'm not going to hire you because you're black, Muslim, Asian, <laughs> Hindu, whatever." I love that they call it the right to work act. Also like like it's it's another it's, it's one the of those right to fire your ass for any reason. Yeah, it's another act. one of those bullshit right-wing labels for something oh it's 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 the right to work act meaning well you have the right to work that's that's how could that be a bad thing actually it's i have the right to fire you or not hire you for whatever fucking reason i want i have yeah. the right to say oh you're not religious oh well, you can't fucking work here anymore or you can't work here at all yeah. because i'm never gonna fucking hire anybody who's not religious oh you're somebody Which whose skin color is different than mine well i don't have to fucking hire you or i can fire you on a fucking whim if you get out of line if you get a little too uppity mr black man I'm just going to fucking fire you. And that's up to me. I don't have to give you any notice. I don't have to give you any specific reason why I can just say, I don't want you to work here anymore. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is what started his whole anti diversity, equity, and inclusion was colleges. Mm -hmm. Diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Yep. It's, it's, it's kind of like, Hey, uh, you know your small government thing you always rail about. <laughs> Why are you telling these public and private colleges they can't do this? Well, and that's just it too. Like I realized a little bit ago that conservatives don't care if you call them hypocrites. They don't care about that. All they care about no. is winning. They care about yeah. having their specific policies and viewpoints enacted into law. And that's it. They don't fucking care if their views are schizophrenic and change based on a variety of different factors that are input into whatever equation they're looking at when they're looking to harm other <laughs> marginalized groups or protect their own little tribe. They don't fucking care if they're called hypocrites or assholes or anything like that. All they care about is getting their shit installed into law. Yeah. 
or or how they justify things. I'd seen an interview recently where the person was going off on Biden saying like Biden's taking money from China and we don't know what it's about. And they're like, the guy doing the interview was like, well, we have proof here that uh, Trump took millions of dollars from China while in office. And they're like, well, he's a businessman. He's just doing business. A terrible fucking businessman that has declared bankruptcy. How many fucking times has had how many businesses fucking go out of business? How many fucking times has been sued for all of the businesses that were doing illegal shit had had businesses shut down for doing illegal shit. Great fucking businessman there. And a businessman who, if he would have taken the $10 million from his father, it never started a business, just kept it and put it in the bank he would have more money now than he does currently just by sitting on that money. Yeah. Just investing. I think just, yeah, I, who, who, who right now has to pay 83 was 83.3 million dollars because he can't shut his fucking mouth. (laughs) I just, I get so fucking angry and frustrated at the number of people who just have, no idea what's going on and and decide that they can still speak confidently about it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I have some opinions. Are they informed opinions? Well, no, but well, then shut the fuck up. I don't care about I your saw stupid it opinions. On, I saw it on, on, on Tumblr and they said <laughs> this. And I believe it. The people on the believe, TikTok are saying this and that. Yeah, they say the things that the news won't actually say. Like, you know why? Because it's fucking not true. It's bullshit. Which is why I do go back to something I've said many times. We need to teach critical thinking in school. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think think that is where we've gone really wrong about a lot of things. But can you imagine even now trying to say that we want to begin teaching more critical thinking in school and how... How much conservatives would freak the fuck out about that? They would lose their fucking mind. Like the schools want to teach my kid how to think now. Like, no, we're teaching them (laughs) to think, not how to think, just to think. Not what to think, but how to think. Uh, How to evaluate resources and and, and information coming at them because you, you, you feed them a lot of bullshit information and we want them to be able to... Decipher the bullshit. We want them to be able to discern what is best to take differing opinions and figure out which one may be correct. We're trying to teach them critical skills that they will use through the rest of their lives to, to know what is true and correct. And you're saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. Not just to go with the source that aligns with their already, what they're already thinking. Uh huh. Not, not to go with confirmation bias because that's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Um, we unfortunately have run out of time for this episode because I went on and on about being sick earlier for way too fucking long, but I was, I was really sick for a long time, you guys, and it sucked a lot. And I'm sorry that we haven't recorded in almost two months. Like it's been at least six weeks and I still do have two episodes that are in the can that I began editing and throughout being exhausted and tired and busy with other shit that I have yet to, to complete and edit out. I will eventually release them. I'll eventually release them just for our Patreon patrons, uh, as freebies I'm not going to charge anybody for them, uh, because they're just old enough now that releasing it now would seem really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like that shit happened two months ago. Uh Are you talking about it? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, they w- yeah. So um, I will get this one out, uh, and then God, now I'm gonna have to revamp all of the fucking numbering for shit. And uh, it's it's a it's an Easter egg. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I will eventually do that. This one should be easy to get out fairly quickly, I think. Um, and then I'll work on the others when <clears throat> when time allows. And I'm sorry, but you know, shit happens. Uh, we have regular jobs and and do this like for funsies and 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 for for y'all's benefit and for like I think 
I think even if nobody listened, I would still want to just like chat with you. Still do it. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Because it is cathartic to come down here and just Mm -hmm. rant and rave about different shit. Because I can't do that on a regular basis. Uh, Yesterday, while watching my Sunday news programs, I was making breakfast. Tracy was still upstairs in the bedroom. Uh, Before she came down, I was listening to an interview. Uh, George Stephanopoulos was interviewing uh, fucking. J.D. Vance from Ohio, senator mm-hmm. from Ohio, yeah. and ended up at the end of the interview basically just cutting him off and saying, okay, well, thanks, basically dismissing him from any further <laughs> answers. It was while while the interview itself and the things that J.D. Vance was saying were absolutely fucking pathetic and enraging, like I was screaming at the television while I was in the kitchen <laughs> cooking <laughs> breakfast. I was sure Tracy would have heard me and maybe that's why she took so long coming down. But no, she said she didn't hear any of it. But like I was yelling at the TV, like calling him a fucking bastard, you lying son of a bitch, like everything I could think of. And uh, and then at the end of the interview, George Stephanopoulos basically just says, okay, well, you've confirmed that you would not have voted to certify the election. You would not have done what Vice President Pence did. You instead would, would have done Trump's bidding and who knows where that would have led. But thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> J.D. Vance is like, oh, no, George, oh, wait, wait, wait. And they just like totally cut him uh, off and went to commercial. You're done. <laughs> and then that became the, the news story coming out of it. Instead of being – and that's that was another frustrating bit was just that became a news story instead of the horrific things that J.D. Vance was promoting, saying that Donald Trump could you know, just decide whether he was going to follow whatever the courts say about different things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Trump thinks he's not beholden to the Constitution. Yeah, if if you get a chance, you should you should find that interview and watch it because while enraging, it was also like George Stephanopoulos did a great job of making sure that JD Vance answered the question, and then when he did, saying, "All right, well, you're a fucking moron," and I'm just <laughs> like, I don't think JD Vance will be coming on that show ever again. George Stephanopoulos, I think, has worked with his staff to create a policy that says, I'm going to ferret out the people who were election deniers and I don't want them on the show ever again. Oh. And he's done this with several guests that if he can get them to say, oh yeah, I I do question the 2020 election or I would not have done whatever, they don't come back on the show. And good for him. I think that's what everybody yeah. should fucking do. These people yeah. should be ostracized from society, not allowed on the air Given to spew their bullshit conservative nonsense to to a credulous group of people who may just take what they say as gospel and not actually do any yeah. fact finding. So because they know there's no critical thinking. Yeah. But I I started going off on another little rant and we need to go. So before All we right. go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going and we really appreciate you guys for doing that. That would be and I'll let you start Mr. Duffy. All right, just anti-pro-fascist. Corvo's temporary food servant. Kevin Scheel. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Steve Kuno. Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Two Skeptical Chaps. Stephen Andrus. Savita Kuna. Martina Fern. Not Franz Kafka. Jonathan. Error 404. God not found. Up Doug Willoughby. Marvin Draken. Don't be a Richard. McCann's Peterson. All hail Peanut Butra. Jeremy Goodson. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Hersinian. Amber Crellin. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. And Tim Jacobson. Thank you all very, very much. We really, really appreciate your patronage of the show. If you, dear listener, would like to become a patron of the show, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get all kinds of fun things when Dan is not sick and can edit and release things. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have a bunch of shit uh, to to do for drawings and stuff. I, I need to remember to create something where we will do that because I, I have piles of stuff that I keep, like I'll go to conventions and I get books or I get little bits of electronics and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, this would be great giveaway on the show. And then I just forget. And so it's all piling up in my office and we need to fix that. Uh, but thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me. Until yes. next week, I'm going to go uh, play some Far Cry, maybe. <laughs> Ooh, I got some hot one sauces. Oh. We got the whole kit from Last Dab. Ooh. So I'm going to go make some chicken. Well, nice. All right. Yeah. Well, bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, you, you're talking about video games. Remind me, uh, I got hardcore into doing sim racing. Oh, yeah? Like... Even my my racing gloves are sitting right here. You got I bought gloves. I bought some driving gloves. <laughs> what what do the gloves do? <laughs> uh actually so I I got like a legit force feedback steering wheel in everything. Oh yeah. So it does help you grip the wheel. Yeah. And not make your hands hurt for playing for a few hours. Uh Pretty Bird is is pretty good. They've got four different levels of hotness. They've got mild, medium, hot, and super hot. Mm. The first time we ordered from them, I got medium, and I was like, well, this isn't spicy at all. So this last <laughs> time we ordered, I got hot, and it's the kind of spice that isn't it's, – it's more like a dry rub, and so it's a little slower to – like it's a slow buildup. Like it's not, yeah. a, it's not a saucy spice. It's like a powdery spice. Okay. And so it doesn't like sit on your tongue for a little while. It like builds up. And by the time I was done with my meal, like I was just dripping sweat. And then my stomach <laughs> felt really hot and uncomfortable. And I'm like, maybe I should just stick to the medium from this place in the future. Because <laughs> this kind of crept up on me. And I think I'm um, I'm going to regret things tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't get the, um, uh, the, the butt problems. Oh, yeah? Like some people are like, oh, I eat hot food and my anus just fucking starts on fire. I'm like, I really don't get that. Feels like somebody's put out a cigar on my butthole. Yeah. yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't tend to have that issue. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I do. <laughs> that happens to me yeah, like, when I eat really spicy food, but I like to eat, I eat a lot of spicy food. Yeah. And yeah, this, this, the, the, the pretty bird hot did. Lead me to have some regrets a, the next a day. A number. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm really glad that we have bidets and oh yeah, that it's cold water. It's just a nice refreshing, <laughs> nice refreshing, <laughs> refreshing almost. In fact, yes, uh, refreshing bit of bit of water on the old bunger when when you're done is oh. is nice.